Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Numbers chapter 23. And if I were to give this a title, it would be So Blessed It's Frustrating. <laughs> so Blessed It's Frustrating because as you were, if you're with us yesterday in Numbers 22, this guy named Balak has hired a guy named Balaam to curse the nation of Israel. And it doesn't go well. It just it just does not work as they are trying to separate Yahweh from his people. And it's just not going to work. And if it didn't work then, it's not going to work now. We're going to jump into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you are like, sharing, subscribing. If you're on the podcast, make sure you are leaving us a five-star review. Make sure that you are sharing this with other people as we are just working hard to create a community where, man, we just read God's word together. And the more we dig, the more we find. So I want to know. I want you to go to our Facebook group. Type in Bible Breakdown Discussion. And let me know how you are engaging with this text. And I want to know in your life, has there ever been a time when you just were blessed and you didn't understand it? Because what I love about this is the nation of, nation of Israel has no idea what's going on. They have, they're, they're there on the very edge of the promised land complaining. They're complaining to Moses going, what in the world is going on? We're going to find out in a couple of chapters. They're getting up to all kinds of mischief as well. And while they're doing that, they don't understand it. But man, God is blessing them. So has there ever been a time when you are blessed and you didn't understand why. Well, testify about that. Let us know the goodness of God. And we want to hear all about it. Also, send me a picture of your coffee cup. You know, as, as sometimes we get our Bible ready and our coffee cup ready. Because that's what we're going to do right now. If you've got your NLT Bible open, we're going to jump right into this. And remember the context. Balak has hired Balaam to curse the nation of Israel. He's hoping he can get God to separate from the nation of Israel so that he can win. Because he knows that you put God and his people together, man, they're going to win every single time. So he has paid Balaam to come. Balaam has come, but he has said, now listen, all I can do is just tell you what God is saying. So that that's all I can do, right? And that's what Balaam said. Fine, fine. So here we go. Verse 1, the first time. He ends up doing a total of three. Here's the first one. Verse 1 says this, Then Balaam said to King Balak, Build me seven altars here and prepare seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. Balak followed his instructions, and the two of them sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, Stand here by your burnt offerings, and I will go see if the Lord will respond to me. Then I will tell you whatever he reveals to me. So Balaam went to the top of the bare hill, and God met him there. Balaam said to him, Hey, I have prepared seven altars, and I have sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar. The Lord gave Balaam a message to King Balak. Then he said, Go back to Balak and give him my message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside his burnt offerings with all the officials of Moab. And this was the message Balaam delivered. So pause. So imagine Balak has paid a lot of money to get Balaam to the area. He's built seven altars. He's sacrificed all these animals. And so he's now like, okay, I have invested this time, money, and all this effort. Now here we go. I'm ready for what I'm going to receive. And here is what he received. Balak summoned me to come from Aram. The king of Moab brought me from the eastern hills. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come and announce Israel's doom. 
But how can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I condemn those whom the Lord has not condemned? I see them from the clifftops. I watch them from the hills. I see a people who live by themselves, set apart from other nations. Who can count Jacob's descendants as numerous as dust? Who can who could even a fourth of the wait, who can count even a fourth of Israel's people? Let them die like the righteous. Let my life end like theirs. So what he was just saying is, is that they are numerous and they're awesome. So King Balak demanded Balaam, what have you done to me? I brought you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them. But Balaam, Balaam reminded him, I will speak only a message that the Lord puts in my mouth. So King Balak told him, okay, come with me to another place. There you will see another part of the nation of Israel, but not all of them curse at least that many. So Balak took Balaam to the plateau of Zophim on the Pisgah Peak. He built seven altars there and offered a young bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to the king, stand here by your burnt offerings and I will go over over and meet the Lord. And the Lord met Balaam and said, go back to Balak and give him this message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside the burnt offerings with all of the officials of Moab what did the Lord say? Balak asked eagerly. Then this was the message that Balaam delivered. So what happened was, is he went to one part where he saw the nation of Israel. And he was like, oh man, they're so numerous. They're so awesome. So what Balak did is said, okay, okay, let's come over and see these other people. There's not as many of them. They're not as awesome. Maybe you can curse these people. So he went over and saw those people. And this was his reply. Rise up, Balak, and listen. Hear me, son of Zippor. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I received a command to bless. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. No misfortune is in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed their king. God brought them out of Egypt And for them, he is as strong as a wild ox. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob, what wonders God has done for Israel. These people rise up like a lioness, like a majestic lion rousing itself. They refuse to rest until they have feasted on prey, drinking the blood of the slaughtered. Then Balak said to Balaam, Fine. But if you don't curse them, at least don't bless them. But Balaam replied, didn't I tell you I can only do the Lord tells me. So he goes to the second place, and instead of not cursing them, he actually blesses them. So let's finish the chapter, verse 27. Then King Balak said to Balaam, okay, come, I will take you to one more place. Perhaps it will please God to let you curse them from there. I love this. And so then Balak took them to Balaam, to the top of Mount Peor, overlooking the wasteland. Overlooking, a Hebrew word is Jeshmon. Balaam again told Balak, Hey, look, man, build me seven altars and prepare me seven young bulls with seven rams for me to sacrifice. So Balak did as Balaam ordered and offered a young bull and a ram on each altar. I love that. I love that the enemies of God are continually trying to somehow separate God from God's people. But instead, what they're doing is they're realizing just how powerful God is. I love that. 
And once again, the question we've started asking is, if the entire book of Numbers is all about a nation learning to trust in God, what can we learn for ourselves about trusting in God through this chapter? I think maybe for some of us, our verse for this season could be verse 20 and verse 21. It says, listen, I received a command to bless. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. No misfortune is in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. Listen to this. For the Lord their God is with them. He has proclaimed, he has been proclaimed their king. Maybe that needs to be your verse for this season. The Lord their God is with them. Now remember where the nation of Israel is. The nation of Israel is complaining. The nation of Israel, we're going to find out in a couple of chapters, they're getting up some mischief. They're getting up some no good. They're sinning against God. But even in those dark moments, God says, they may have left me, but I have not left them. I'm still working in their life. Even when they can't see me, I'm still working. How does this chapter teach me to trust the Lord? Is I trust the Lord that even when I can't see him, even when I know I am making a mess of my life, I mean, I am trying, but it seems like it's one step forward and two step back. The Lord's word still is. The Lord, their God, is with them. He's still moving in their life. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to judge them. We're going to find in a couple of chapters, they're sinning, he is judging, and all that stuff. But the thing is, is he's still there. He's still moving in their life. And so maybe that's for you today. God is still moving in your life, even if you can't see him. All right, God's been talking to us. Let's talk to him through prayer. Let's read our verse and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you that you are with us and you are for us. What I'm thankful for today, God, is the million little miracles every day that we don't see, but you are still doing in our life. And if you are doing those things, Lord, I know that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above everything we could ask or think according to your power at work within us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God's word says in Numbers chapter six, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Numbers chapter 24.